Welcome to Weston's Sermon Podcast of the Week. We are so glad you've joined us today. If you have been encouraged by our ministry and would like to support us financially, you can do so at westonroadchurch.com slash give. Thanks for joining us this week, and we hope you enjoyed this week's message. Well, today's Vision Sunday, and uh, I'm excited to share with you uh, so much that God has been speaking into us for 2020. And when we speak about vision, you might have this question, well, what is vision when we're referring to vision? Well, I'm glad you asked because I'd love to tell you more about it. So vision is the art of seeing what is invisible to others. Vision is the art of seeing what is invisible to others. And I've heard it also said this way, if you could see the invisible, you could do the impossible. If you could see the invisible, you could do the impossible. And Proverbs 29 verse 18 says this about vision. In the King James Version, where there is no vision, the people perish. Another translation, the NIV says, where there is no revelation, people cast off restraint. So in other words, if we don't do what we're doing today, there's the great possibility that we'll just all run wild. And, and I believe that God is a God of freedom, but he's also a God of order. And if God speaks, then we have to do our part to listen and say, Lord, what is the download for 2020? And, and essentially, this is what we're doing today. And, and I've been spending a lot of time with Pastor Miguel, the staff, the leaders, just with our ear up saying, Lord, speak for 2020. We are listening And today, in one sense, is everything that God has downloaded into us, that it's my responsibility now to try to translate into the English language and put words behind the vision, right? But we said, if you could see the invisible, you could do the impossible. So really, what I'm putting words to for all of us is really the unseen. And so, again, just like we did last year, I'm not speaking... From, from what I see with my human eyes, but I'm, I'm rather speaking what I see with my eyes closed. And I don't know if you've ever been in my shoes, but I can admit I'm human and it's a scary process to try to speak what you see with your eyes closed. Why? Because nobody else understands or sees what you see. And so what is Vision Sunday? It's our opportunity to write it, write it out and make it plain for everyone. Here's what it says in Habakkuk chapter 2, beginning at verse 2. Write the vision and make it plain on tablets. You know, the Bible was so relevant that they knew in advance, God knew in advance that we would have tablets in 2020 that we can write the vision down and make it plain to see. And someone holds up their big iPad and takes a photo of the screen. Right? Write the vision and make it plain on tablets that he may run who reads it. What does that mean in our modern day? It means I understand I could read the vision. It's on the wall. It's on the screen. And even if I'm running, I still make it. Because you know what? We need to be running in 2020. As much as we want God to move, I'm here to say God wants you to move. And God needs you to move. You see, 
I, I always go back to this picture in my mind when I think about movement, you, right? I love the Titanic. Yes, in 1997, I was infatuated with the movie. I watched it three times. But the reality is, it's impossible to move a ship that's docked, right? But once it's, it's sent out, right, just a little degree of that rudder, it'll change the course. But if, if we're docked in 2020, it's going to be very hard for God to move, even though he's willing, so as a church, that's why I'm saying let's have faith to hear and receive the vision that even as we're moving and we're running, we're reading it and we're going with it. And this is the heartbeat of Vision Sunday and Habakkuk chapter 2. It goes on to say, verse 3, For the vision is yet for an appointed time, but at the end it will speak and it will not lie. Though it tarries, wait for it. Because it will surely come, it will not tarry. And, and verse 4, Behold the proud, his soul is not upright in him, but the just shall live by his faith. And so we need, when we talk about vision, we, we need faith as a part of the vision. We need faith to be an element. Hebrews 11 verse 6 says, Without faith, it's impossible to please God. So if that's true of my everyday life, how much more true is it when we're talking about the unseen, right? When we're talking about vision. And for one more second before we get into things, faith versus sight, right? 2 Corinthians 5, 7 says, we walk by faith and not by sight, right? So sight is what? It's what you see with your eyes open. Vision is what you see with your eyes closed. And that's why Vision Sunday is an exciting an equally scary time for me because I get to share with you what I see with my eyes closed. And I have to believe that I've heard from the Lord, that we've processed it as a leadership team, and now the vision is communicable in the English language to the rest of the church. And, and that's what we're here for today. We're here for Him, but now to hear as well. And, and here's the reality. Too many people live their life by sight not by vision. And when I look at Weston, ever since we did our first Vision Sunday last year, I can't look at our church for what it is now, but what I see with my eyes closed. I can't look any longer at our church because if that was the case, we would have never done this rental project. And we would have never seen what God did in 2019 happen if we didn't step out. And so I have to constantly challenge myself to not look and trust this lens, but to ask God for his lens, that I could see what he sees for our church. And so today, with God's help, this is what I'm going to share. I'm going to share what I see with my eyes closed. And so just a small little disclaimer as we get started. Um, if the vision is within reach, then the vision's too small. Why? Because then we'll be able to say, we did it, not he did it. And that's the important thing. So God-given vision requires God-given help or divine enablement. And just like we said last year, the vision has to be big enough that it drives us to our knees to say, Lord, unless you're in this, it's not going to happen. Unless you're in this, we don't know how we're going to get to the other side. But God is a good God and he's faithful. And last year, our word was promise. We came around the word promise. 
And, and we, we stood on the promises of God. We, we preached through the promises of God. We worshiped through songs that focused on the promise of God. And I'm excited this year to release a word. But before we get there, um, I want to share this quick video, uh, which is going to allow us to understand what the word is for this year. So if we could just have the lights down, and, and I'd just love you to see this video that we have for you. Well, uh, my old job was a very dangerous job, and it, uh, but the thing was it really did pay, you know, lucrative money. And uh, what happened was I was going to church at one given point, and then all of a sudden I started making more money, more money. And when they would say, okay, let's, can you do the job on a Sunday? I was giving up God to make money, and the more money I made, the more I bought, uh, you know, expensive stuff, and it, so what happened was my life turned into a materialistic life instead of like being with God and a realistic life. I was really, I was on death row. They couldn't find it was wrong on me, but I wanted to be in church. I just wanted, so I came, and from here I went home and I went to the hospital, and I kept going every two weeks, two weeks, May, June, July, August, September, October, and November, and in November I was in the hospital room. It was right across from the nursing center. The specialists come in and they said, look, you've been back here almost every two weeks. And we, you know, we can't help you. We can't find what's wrong with you. And uh, we're just going to send you home. And so they went out the side of the, out the door, which is right at the feet of my bed. And um, I heard them talking to the lady at the nursing center. They said, we need to get a hold of his next of kin. He's got three days. And, uh, and then I felt a tear run down my eye because I'm a fighter. I want to get better, you know. And then all of a sudden when I looked over, I could hear my phone with the ring it as when there's a message. My phone lit up. And then I'm going, wow, who's that? I don't want to talk to nobody, right? So the nursing people came in about approximately 45 minutes later, and it was Pastor Jonathan. And I knew he got a message from God, you got to be there somehow for him right now. And he was. Just like he's for me every Sunday or wherever I am, you know, during the week, you know, we're all a big family and we're God's people. When I leave the church, I take the church with me. The word for 2020 that we're going to come around as a church is miracles. We're not just going to sing about it, but I believe that we're going to be a part of a miracle of God. And for many years, I've been a pastor now, but God always blows my mind at how good he is. And as a church, I want you to know that he's still the miracle working God. And as a church, there, there are so many words that we could have come around but for 2020, I still can't tell you why it's miracles. Uh, what I can tell you is how God gave me the word. And as we get into the vision, I just want to share with you that we're not interested in playing church. We are interested in being the church that God has called us and equipped us to be. So the word for 2020 is miracles. It was November 12th that I was on the, uh, on the plane. And I was headed to California for a, a, literally a one and a half day conference. 
um, which that's, you know, I'm going to save the rest of that story for our AGM in March as we reflect on the year that was, 2019. Um, But I was on the plane and it was was like a seven-hour flight to California. I'd never done it before, but uh, really there was one song that I, I kept and I hit repeat and literally the whole flight there, that's all it was. And I didn't understand really why. It wasn't like a, ooh, this song is amazing. It was just the words of the song were just ministering to me as I flew for seven hours. And literally this is the phrase, the chorus of the song. Miracles, signs, and wonders are in this room. Miracles, signs, and wonders are in this room. And we played it at the prayer night uh, during our week of prayer and fasting. Some of you might remember that phrase. Um, But since November, this song has been ministering to me in this specific way. And I remember waking up about five hours into the flight, uh, just started writing all these notes. And and I knew right then and there, this is the word for our church for 2020, that we're going to come around and that we're going to believe God that miracles, signs, and wonders are in this room. That means we're a part of a miracle. And the miracles that God wants to do in this year. I want to share with you out of scripture. Acts chapter 19. If you have your Bible you could turn there. Just two verses that I want to read with you. Acts chapter 19. Acts chapter 19. Verse 11 and 12. And here's what it says. It says, God gave Paul the power to perform unusual miracles. And then verse 12 explains what that looked like. When handkerchiefs or aprons that had merely touched his skin were placed on sick people, they were healed of their diseases and evil spirits were expelled. And and I just want to read that for the sake of this morning. That God used Paul in an unusual way, to perform unusual miracles. What does that mean? It means it wasn't the norm. It means this wasn't normal. The way Paul was, they were taking these handkerchiefs and his apron. By the way, in the context of Acts 19, young adults might remember this. It's not like it was like a ministry cloth, you know, that a preacher would put on the pulpit or something. It was like the sweat one he used as he was making his leather. And his tents and all, this was his work stuff. So it wasn't like the minister's cloth. It was his apron from his sweatshop, so to speak. And, and they were coming, taking it and bringing it to sick people and they were being healed. And so that's what scripture is saying when it's saying it's, it, unusual miracles were happening. And, and I'm not saying we have to chase after weird and, and, and interesting things. No, I'm really focused this morning on the fact that God wants to use us. He wants to use you as a part of this church in an unusual way. What do I mean by that? What's the emphasis, Pastor John? Unusual meaning something that is uncommon to your friends or even your family. Something that they've never experienced or understood before. That you will pray for people and they're going to be healed. It might just be a simple headache, but they're going to be healed and they're going to look at you strange. You might even look at your own hands strange if you laid it on them. But don't be be fooled or mistaken. It's not our power to perform miracles. It's always God's. 
but he's looking for a church who's willing to say, Lord, we're available, and if you want to use us like you say you do in your, in your word, here we are. And Father, let miracles, signs, and wonders accompanying the, the preaching of your word, accompany the ministry of the saints as we go out from this place. And so God used Paul in an unusual way. And I believe that he wants to use you in an unusual way. Something that maybe you've never seen him do before. And as a church, we're going to come around this word and say, God, what are the unusual ways you want to use Weston in 2020 and beyond? What are the ways? Show us, God. So if you say, Pastor John, it's Vision Sunday. What are the unusual miracles that you're talking about? Well, here's the beautiful thing. I don't know what they are. I don't know what they are. We have a vision. We have things that I'm going to share in a moment. But here's the, the reality. I didn't want to try to start naming miracles, per se. Because by naming them, there's nothing wrong if you need a miracle and you say, God, I really need you to move on this. But as a church, I didn't want to name or put a name on or a limit on anything because I don't want to limit what God wants to do. If, if my idea, you know, the Bible says his ways are higher than our ways. His thoughts are higher than our thoughts. And, and I, I, I said, I am afraid. I don't want to start saying, well, this is what God or the miracle we're going to see happen. No, I, I want to leave it open to say, God, whatever you want to do, would you do it? However big it's going to be, would you do it? Or even however different it's going to be, God. You, if you're in it, we want to see it happen. And so unusual miracles. Paul used, God used Paul in that way. And as a church, we're going to believe that the miracles, signs, and wonders are in this room. And that you're going to be a part of it. It's for you. It's for your family. It's for your household. And then collectively as a church, how God wants to use us as well. And I'm excited. You know what's interesting? Last week we talked about power and authority. Acts chapter 19. I was interested to look up in the original Greek the root of that word miracles. And you know what I found? Dunamis. Dunamis. Power. And, and in this context of chapter 19, it means uh, mighty works or the works of superhuman power of a new and higher power. That's the dunamis here in chapter 19. So we have to understand when God is going to use us, may we never get ready to take credit and may we never get used to God using us. It's always a privilege and it's always saying, Lord, in me but through me. And so this is how it has to flow. That it's not my ability, it's not my natural ability, it's superhuman power that God wants to work in you, but through you. And so this is the miracle. And I've been asking the Lord, like I said, what does this mean, God? I just felt him say, don't put limits or conditions on the miracles. Just declare over my church Unusual miracles even. But miracles, signs, and wonders are in this room. So Weston, this is simply my obedience to what I felt God say. That miracles, signs, and wonders are in this room for 2020. Amen. And now I want to share with you some of the specific things that as a church we're, we're leaning forward and leaning in for what God is going to do in 2020. 
Um, there were two things, specific things from 2019 that I want to remind the church about because we're continuing in 2020 with them, but they were a part of last year's Vision Sunday. One was Encounter Night. And uh, if you remember what that was about, it was the first Sunday of every month that we were going to gather in the evening at 6.30 to, to pray, to spend time in God's presence, and to just say, God, we want you more than anything else this month, to put God first. So we're going to continue to do that, and some of you are going to hate me when I uh, connect these two dots. Next Sunday is the first Sunday of February, and we're going to have encounter night. If I'm not mistaken, I'm not a huge football fan. It's also the Super Bowl. And some of you are like, Pastor John, why would you do, you know, in the States, when I was there for four years, they would actually cancel service. No church had church Sunday night of Super Bowl. Um, but I, I honestly don't care. Even if I loved football, I would still come. And, and I'm not trying to say you got to match me. I'm just saying I'm going to be here. It's the first Sunday of February. I know Pastor Miguel, he's like, Pastor John, right? But at the same time, listen, we're here, 6.30, it's an hour of prayer, spending time in God's presence, go home, watch the second half, arrange it for yourself. PVR the first half if you have to. I, I'm just here to remind us that this is something that 2020, we're still doing. Why? Because the vision's big. And then number two from 2019, it, it drives us to be in God's presence. And then number two from 2019 was Salt and Light Conference, that we're in the books for, for 2020, that we're ready to go. We're still waiting on speaker confirmations and all of that, but hang tight. It's going to be an incredible experience, and we're believing God for more, right, for miracles. So if God did wonders and good things at Salt and Light 2019, we're going to believe him for even more for 2020. And so on to the newer things for this year. And I've broken it down into two sections. One is ministry, and then the other is a few projects um, that, that are on the, on the books for this year. So the ministry part is first, because we care most about the ministry to people. And here's the reality. The first thing that we're going to announce for Vision Sunday 2020 is something we're calling Growth Track. Yeah. Growth Track. And... Growth track, I'm going to explain it. Some of you might have an idea of what it might be, but growth track is going to become the front door of Weston. What do I mean by that? Well, let me explain. Um, everyone has a desire to be a part and to play a part. And growth track is the way that we're going to basically get people who come to the church. They might be new. They might be uh, new Christians even, but really this is the next step. Once someone's new to Weston, you know, they fill out a blue card, growth track is going to be their next step. Yes, we'll do coffee with the pastor, and yes, we're going to have those little opportunities to connect like that, but growth track is where we want um, not just new people to go through, by the way, but even if you're here at Weston, even if you serve, that we're going to ask you to come through growth track and uh, go through it. You say, well, what is it before you tell me I have to go through it? We're, we're going to break it down in just a second. So growth track is a series of next steps. And they're basically um, four weeks. 
And, and I'll break them up in a second. But let me just say, as we make Growth Track the front door, there are some questions that I want you to learn to start asking new people. By the way, if you're new here at Weston, um, th this is a, a, a special and unique Sunday. It's called Vision Sunday. And some stuff might not make sense to you. And that's okay. Uh, this is a bit of what we do every year to just get everyone on board. So he hear me out for a second. There are some questions that I would want. If you are a part of Weston, you're a part of the family here that you serve, uh, especially on the Dream Team, here are the questions, okay? Everyone know Pinocchio? Right? What was unique about him? He had a long nose. So the first question we want to be asking people is how long... Have you been coming to Weston? I've made the mistake with some of you here in the room where I've said, oh, is it your first Sunday? And they're like, no, I've been here like three weeks already or, or three months, I remember. And, and it just makes me feel so guilty that I got that wrong. So we're going to ask, not is this your first time? We're going to say, how long have you been coming to Weston? And then the second character is Dumbo. Dumbo had big what? Years. So how long have you been coming to Weston? By the way, when you ask, don't go like this. <laughs> They'll look at you and be like, that's weird. But the second one is, how did you hear about our church? It's going to give context to the conversation. But then the third question we're going to ask is, have you been to Growth Track? And even if it's their first Sunday, we're still wanting to ask them that because they'll say, what's Growth Track? And then you'll say, I'm, I'm glad you asked. Let me tell you all about it. So my question, have you been through Growth Track? And all of you are, are saying to me, what's Growth Track? I'm glad you asked. Let me share with you about it. Well, there are four steps uh, which take place on the, the first four Sundays of every month. This is how it's going to be when we roll it all out. Um, step one is the first Sunday of the month. Step two is the second Sunday of the month. Step three is the third Sunday of the month. Then step four is the fourth Sunday of the month. And if there's a month where there's a fifth Sunday, there's no growth track happening that morning. But step one is basically welcome home. It's, it's welcome home, and it explores the ministry of Weston, and people will find out how to connect with our church, and that's step one. We, we started it actually this past Friday with everyone at Connect Night, and we're encouraging you, if you serve on the Dream Team at Weston, that you would be a part of uh, the next three Fridays that are left, so you can go through this, uh, because then you're going to be able to lead others through Growth Track. That's step one, welcome home. Step two is discover your design. And we're going to dive in step two. We dive into the details of your personality, discover your gifts, your spiritual gifts, and see how your design reveals your purpose in life and your best fit in ministry. And like we said, this step takes place the second Sunday of every month. And then we get to step three. Develop your leadership. Develop your leadership. It's a place and a time where you find out what it means to be a leader at Weston and learn how you can strengthen your character and gifting to fulfill your leadership potential. And I believe that they're going through growth track leaders right here in this room than I'm aware of. And, and going through growth track, yes, it's, it's, we're going to learn about you, but you're going to learn a lot about yourself as well. And then step four is join the dream team. Step four is join the dream team. And what that means is you're going to connect to the opportunities available at Weston to live out your purpose 
and to serve others by using your God-given gifts. And, you know, uh, in the past, it's been very difficult to onboard people who had a desire to serve. It was a, a difficult process that was broken along many paths. Um, growth track is one of those ways where if you're like, how do I serve? How do I get involved at the church and serve? Have you been through growth track? No? Then that's how you start. Because at the end of it, you're going to know so much more about yourself, your leadership potential. You'll meet the ministry leaders. And you'll be able to join the team after, shortly after that. So that's growth track. And it's going to launch on Sunday mornings on March the 1st. Now this has been a lot. And I don't expect you to be all really super excited today. But I want you to know that this builds into the vision to see a healthy church. Healthy things grow and growing things change, we said. And I, we've known that this has been missing. This is a big part of the Connections Pastor role that he's been, Pastor Miguel's been busy planning and walking through and we've been doing this together to, to say, how do we want this to look and to feel for people? And, and at the end of the day, let me just share with you this. It's way more about what we want for you than from you. I'm going to say it again. It's a lot more to do with what we want for you, for your life, than what we want from you. And we believe that as you are ministered to, the, the, the natural ebb and flow of that response is, I want to get involved because I want to touch others just like my life's been touched. And this is our heart's desire with Growth Track. Um, we want the whole church to go through Growth Track in 2020. That's part of the vision, but that's our goal, is to see everyone that's already here walk through it, and then we're all getting on the same page uh, in alignment, in unity, and then anyone else who's new, if I've never taken it, it's going to be really hard for me to invite a new person to go through growth track. And so the, the heart of it is, I need to walk through it, so then I could lead someone else through it as well. And so... For the dream team, who's the dream team? This is a new term that we launched uh, at our recharge night on the 17th of January. The dream team is anyone who serves at Weston. This is your name. You're a part of the dream team. Now here's the thing. If you're on the dream team, this is not something that as your pastor I'm encouraging you to do. But this is some of the dream team. And because anyone else who's come expect you to go through growth track because you're on the dream team. And because anyone else who's coming on the dream team after you, they're going to walk through it as well. So again, it's something that we're asking you to do, not just encouraging you, but expecting. Uh, again, we did start a soft launch this past Friday at Connect Night for everyone that was there. We're going to continue with step two this coming Friday. You're welcome to come. If we are too big for the side room, we could just simply move it in here. No problems. All right, so we're excited for that. And like I said, March 1st, they'll run on Sundays. And we're going to determine the right time frame. Uh, but it's going to make sense as we move forward. Uh, number two, number one was growth track. Number two is recharge nights. Recharge nights. In speaking to the health of everyone who's on the dream team, everyone who serves, um, we want to make sure that we are not just, again, scheduling you, making sure that you're there. Recharge night is a way where we get to pour back into you. That we have, uh, we had one on the 17th, we enjoyed a meal together downstairs, we came up, we had some sessions, some time for prayer for one another, and, and I believe that everyone who's here felt the impact of that night, including myself. And so that was recharge night, but guess what, we have another one scheduled May 1st. 
and we're bringing in a guest speaker. He's the lead pastor of my church in Ottawa. And he's going to come and bring a word for us. Like, that's, that's what we mean. Like, we're serious about this. That we want to pour into you. And, and we've gone and done our homework uh, to invite people that will come and, and really speak to the need in the room. And so, Recharge Night, just like Growth Track, if you're on the Dream Team, it's not something that I mean, yeah, please come, you know, and we encourage. No, it's something I expect you to be a part of. That you're coming, that you're here, because you're pouring out on an ongoing basis as you serve at Weston, that we need the ability and opportunity to refill you and to recharge you, hence Recharge Night. And we're excited for that. Again, we did one January 17th, our first one. May 1st, we have one with our guest speaker. And then I believe we penciled in September the 11th, but that one's a bit floating still. And I encourage you uh, just to get those, those dates down, especially if you're on the dream team. Number three is staffing. Staffing. In 2019, uh, we hired Pastor Miguel full-time. I'm so grateful and thankful for that. This year, we're believing, uh, as, as we're just feeling and receiving the vision from God, we're, we're looking ahead, anticipating the need to hire Uh, I call it 1.5. What do I mean by that? One full-time and then one part-timer uh, to join the staff at Weston as we grow and as we are growing, as we're onboarding more people, uh, we're going to need more staff. And so we're preparing and making room in the 2020 budget for the hiring of a full-timer and a part-timer. And uh, I'm not able to release right now what those positions are, but we will. And our hope is within the first six months of 2020 to be able to hire. And we're excited for that as well. Amen. Amen. Number four, and this is uh, one that when I say Vision Sunday is me with my eyes closed, sharing the vision with everyone, is this, that we are anticipating in 2020 to go to two services at Weston, two services, and you might not see it, but let me try to share with you uh, what, what I'm seeing and what I'm understanding. Last year, there was a word that was spoken over our church at the end of conference, which was make space, make room, go get some buckets, make room. Having one service is great, but guess what? Having two services is us making more space and making more room. There are two things that we encountered in 2019 that were interesting, but we, we also needed to consider and think through, was one, parking. We were maxing out on parking. Uh, and then secondly, the, the kids' area is getting filled up. Is getting filled up. So uh, the kids, Western Kids has a plan And they are able to do uh, plan A, plan B, plan C. But the reality is, it's kind of just a plug in the meantime. And so I want to share with you that there's a rule when it comes to church or any facility or building that uh, is open to the public. And it says this, when you reach about 70 to 80% capacity, it's already too full. And I just want to share this with you that in this room, the capacity is about 400 400. So even if we say 75% of that number is 300. Now here's, here's a, an insight into last year. We had an average of 240 in the last six months of the year. 
Our highest attendance in one given Sunday morning service was 282. And that's getting close to that 75% mark. And so, again, we're leaning in. We're, we're stepping forward and we're saying, Lord, this is a huge step. Uh, do you think I, I have the power? When I say power, I mean the energy to, to preach two Sundays. I've never done it in my life. Uh, how are we going to make sure that our teams are ready to go? There are a lot of things. But, hey, we said the vision has to be big enough that it's going to drive us to our knees. Our heart, the vision is not about people uh, in the sense of uh, stature. The vision is about every person. No one else is going to come into the building. And, and so we have some things that we're working on. If you saw, we removed the, the bottom sidewalk already. So we're trying to do what we can now in the meantime. Uh, but we're just leaning forward. And we're anticipating that by September of 2020, uh, we're going to have to move to two services. And here's one more note I'll make on this thing. Is that if we grew, and we did in 2019, without a growth track... I can only imagine how much more growth we should expect with a growth track. And so this is it. We just have been praying through all of this because it's a huge, giant step for our church. And I don't expect all of you to love me by the time we leave church today. Um, all I'm asking is for faith in your heart to hear the vision and then to allow the Spirit of God to do what only He can do. And I can't fill this room, but God can. And so we're just saying, Lord, if the word is make space and we're going to be believe for miracles, then let this be one of those miracles for 2020 because probably none of us really desire this. But what we do desire is the same, I'm sure, for souls to be saved. And this is our heart's desire and this is what moves us and makes us want to say it's worth it. It's going to come at a cost, but the vision has to come at a cost for it to be worth something. Can you say amen? And so that's what we're anticipating. And this is probably the biggest thing for some of us. It's going to be a second service. Uh, number five is we're going to launch our Weston men's ministry in 2020. And we've been having talks and meetings and prayer regarding this. And we're excited for how God is going to move. I'm not going to say much more than that now. Um, but I really want you to know, men, that we're coming after you. We're coming after you in the best possible way that you would get integrated into the life of the church, but also to connect with one another and, and do life together like that. And then lastly, under this ministry heading or category is number six, a miracle offering in December of 2020. Um, how can we have a, a year of miracles and not give God an opportunity for breakthrough in the area of finances. And so we're going to end the year with a miracle offering. Does that mean you don't give all year long just to save it all up to give in one? No. Uh, be faithful in your giving to the Lord. Uh, but at the same time, knowing in advance, we're going to, this is going to be a date in December where we come around together as a family and, and we end the year off by blessing God for what he's blessed us with for 2020. That's really the heart. It's saying, Lord, thank you for 2020, for your faithfulness. Now we're, we're with anticipation getting ready for 2021. That's really what that miracle offering is all about for us as a church. And then there are two specific projects uh, which don't really fit under ministry, but they are completely attached to ministry in the church. And, uh, and I'm excited to talk about two specific projects. 
um, in our church that, that we're getting ready for this year. And the first is the basement reno. The basement reno. If you weren't here in 2017 or so, uh, we, we launched the overflow campaign. And then we literally moved out of this place for six months. We had church across the street at the school, Emory Collegiate. And uh, we became a mobile church that way while this was all getting done. But we didn't touch the banquet hall. And here's the thing. We're, we're not redoing the banquet hall to have better banquets. Um, the vision and the heart behind what's downstairs, and if you've never been, you, you should take a look. Um, but the heart of it is to make it into a multi-purpose facility for our youth and especially for Western kids. That if we said this space is getting too small already as it is, well, guess what? We're going to get downstairs ready. We're going to renovate it. And just to give you an idea, I have a picture of it's not what it's actually going to look like, but what the potential is. That we have a space where on Friday nights we, our youth can go have a service. Uh, we can host rallies and whatever else we have to down there. We can still set up the round tables and have functions because it's multi-purpose. But then most importantly, our kids' ministry will take place downstairs. It would not look like this uh, for the Sunday, but it's going to be multi-purpose. And we're going to have a big, giant space where all of our kids' ministries can take place in. And I'm excited for that. I don't know if you are, but I am, church. If, if we could just go back to the slide for this basement. I put the number there. We, in December, visited uh, two other churches to start looking at facilities that have this kind of kids space. And we brought a, a team of our kids workers, but also from our building committee to start getting our ideas for what we want downstairs to look at, uh, to put together a rough budget to give you an idea. So 200000 more or less, is what it's going to cost us for the work downstairs. Why am I sharing the number here if it's just a rough estimate? I'll tell you why. Because I'm believing for miracles to happen this year. It's not just a, a word to say we have a word, but I'm believing that even here in this room, I don't know, but there might be someone whose heart is stirred, who's gonna say, you know what, kids and young people, I'll put my money behind that any day. And if you're here listening or when this is posted online, then you can give to this. This is the miracle we're believing God for in 2020, 200,000. And we're going to do this so that we have ministry space for our kids where they can go and receive and encounter the love of Jesus. Can somebody say amen? amen. And this is what is part of it. The second one is a digital sign. You know, it's, it's amazing to have this beautiful looking building, uh, but my... My, uh, I have a little bit of a keen eye for design, but when I drive by, I kind of just put my hand up to ignore the old sign that we have over here. Um, the reality is that that sign is archaic and we haven't touched it in years. Um, there's a vision to see a new digital sign where we can promote the ministries of the church in color and, and just see it on a scrolling basis that as people are parked at the red light right here, that who knows what message will catch their spirit, not just their eye, but their spirit. And they will be compelled to maybe check the website or show up on a Sunday. And it's going to cost between thirty and 40000 to put that kind of a sign. And so I just said thirty-five. 
But if there's faith in the room and there's someone here, again, that your heart is stirred and, and this means something to you, maybe it doesn't. Uh, we just want to put it there and believe God that this year we can get this done as well. As we get ready to close today, just to recap everything that we've said, we are video uh, recording this, so we're going to put it on, on the church website, on YouTube, just so that it's plain to see. That's really what we're doing. We're not writing it on a wall per se, but we're going to make it available all year long that if you want to rewatch this this sermon or this Vision Sunday, uh, you can definitely do that. But to recap, we said Growth Track, launching March 1st in the Sunday morning. Recharge for our dream team with the next one on May 1st. The hiring of another full-time staff and a part-time. A second service that we're anticipating for the month of September this year. It's us making more space. And then the launch of Weston Men's Ministry and then the Miracle Offering at the end of the year. And then the projects, the basement reno, the digital sign. And then we're going to hear just in a few moments after the service about an update on the the land and, and the developer and all of that. You know, it's one thing to share Vision Sunday, but I, I just want us to close with coming around one more scripture verse for this morning. The worship team is going to sing in a minute, but Hebrews 11, if you've ever read that chapter, they call it the Hall of Fame of Faith. And it's a catalog of saints, if you read through it, who, if you study it long enough, you realize they received a vision, but then they had to make a decision. They received a vision. What did God say to Abraham? He said, get up from the place of your father's home and go to a land I'm going to show you. And for Abraham, that was a huge step of faith. But it was a, a vision that he received from the Lord, but then a decision that he had to make. And you could go all through the book of Hebrews as it goes through the scripture, all of these things. But here's the amazing thing. When they saw the vision, they counted the cost, made their decision, and then went into action. And church, what's a vision Sunday? Unless we make a decision to act. Unless we make a decision to step and say, Lord, we're going to be in step with you in 2020. I'm going to invite you to stand to your feet all over this place today. When it comes to vision, and hear me, it's really important. We have one vision, that we're united. You know, if I move these glasses off my face a little bit, you could say it's blurred vision or dual vision, right? Another way of saying dual vision is division, which is where we get the root word division. And so Vision Sunday is important because we're, this is the vision for Weston this year. We're, we're aligning our hearts, hear me, we're aligning our hearts and our actions. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth is going to speak. So let the vision take root. It takes faith to receive the vision. It takes faith to say, okay, God, this is big. It's bigger than us, but we're going we're gonna to go at this the best we know how. And so we're believing for unity yeah. in God's house yeah. so that the vision can be accomplished and established. And, and the Bible is very clear. It says, a house divided against itself cannot stand. 
So in 2020, it's not just the vision, but the decision to say, Lord, we're in this with you every step of the way. We're excited. We're leaning in. We're believing for miracles to happen today. We're believing for miracles to happen every time we gather that anything is possible because we serve a big God. Can you say amen and amen? Father, we thank you today for the vision. Lord, we thank you for communicating to the leadership of Weston. Lord, even for helping me today to share. Lord, I thank you that your heart is for your house. That Jesus, you're still building your church. And Father, I thank you that you take the collective effort of every single person in this room to accomplish your will and your purpose. Not man's, but your will. But Father, I thank you that you you communicated through your leadership, through the leadership of Weston. And Father, I pray for faith now to arise in our hearts that we would decide today to say, yes, Lord, this is a big vision. Yes, it might be scary. Yes, we might not all understand the nuts and the bolts yet. But God, we hear it. And Lord, we're leaning in and we're saying yes. We decide even now, Lord, to take action. Lord, for, not for anyone's glory, but for yours alone, God. Lord, that you would be glorified and that people's lives would be touched and transformed. Lord, let this be a year of miracles, I pray. Lord, where we see more people saved than ever before in our history. That we would see, Lord, baptisms in water, God, and baptism in your Holy Spirit. That we would not just be a growing church, but an empowered church. That, Lord, everywhere we go, we're on mission. And so, God, we thank you for this year of miracles. Thank you so much for listening to the Sermon of the Week. God wants to work in your life, and we want to hear it. Please take a moment to share your story by emailing amen at westonroadchurch.com. Thanks again for joining us. We hope listening to this week's message has equipped you to be the light wherever you go.